listening to WMNF Tampa, music and news. In Washington, I'm Giles Snyder. The U.N. aid agency in the Gaza Strip says it's seeing signs that civil order is beginning to break down amid the Israeli bombardment that has choked aid supplies. Thousands have broken into warehouses, taking basic survival items such as flour. Juliette Tuma is a spokesperson for the agency. Very sadly, it has to do with uh, high levels of uh, frustration and despair and actually hunger among the communities in in Gaza. The tight siege of the three weeks, um, the the war, the bombardments, the airstrikes, people feel very, very frustrated. Supplies are running low as Israel widened its ground offensive this weekend. However, Palestinians are starting to recover their ability to reach the outside world. After a 24-hour blackout, communications are coming back online. And an Israeli official said today that Israel will allow a significant increase in aid to Gaza in the coming days. General Motors is now the only one of Detroit's big three that does not have a tentative contract agreement with the United Auto Workers Union. The UAW and Stellantis reached a tentative deal last night. Brett Dahlberg is with Michigan Radio. Stellantis is the parent company of brands like Jeep, Chrysler, and Ram. The deal the company reached with the UAW shares some overlap with the one the union made with Ford last week. UAW President Sean Fain says the union strike has reversed years of stagnating wages and benefits. With this agreement, we're going from defense to offense. We're going from the managed decline of the American working class to a new era of auto manufacturing. Both the Stellantis and Ford deals include 25% general wage increases and cost of living adjustments that the union hasn't had since 2009. Union leaders and the rank and file still need to approve the contracts. For NPR News, I'm Brett Dahlberg in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Overseas, Beijing is hosting an international defense forum today, even though China currently does not have a defense minister. NPR's Emily Fang reports he was dismissed from the post last week with no explanation after disappearing from the public eye in August. The U.S. is sending a delegation to Beijing to attend China's Xiangshan Forum. It's an annual gathering of defense officials from all over the world. But there will be no Chinese defense minister to host them. Li Shangfu was suddenly stripped from his titles this week. He'd last been seen in August, and now he's the second minister this year to lose his job after less than a year in, because in July, China's foreign minister was also suddenly stripped of his position. Li Shangfu, the defense minister, was sanctioned by the U.S. in 2018, making it difficult for the U.S. defense chief to meet with him. But now that Li has lost his job, however, whoever replaces him may be able to finally reestablish a direct line of communication with the U.S. Emily Fang, NPR News. And you're listening to NPR News. Tributes are being paid to actor Matthew Perry, who played Chandler Bing on the popular sitcom Friends. I'm not great at the advice. Can I interest you in a sarcastic comment? Los Angeles Times and other media reports say Perry was found dead yesterday of an apparent drowning at his home in L.A. He was 54. Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau was a schoolmate of Perry's. He says Perry's passing is shocking and saddening. At the Rugby World Cup final in Paris last night, South Africa's Springboks won a nail-biter over New Zealand's All Blacks. Kay Bartler reports a win has come as a welcome respite from economic downturn, chronic power cuts, and political scandals in South Africa. South Africa is in celebration mode. At a sports club in Johannesburg, rugby fans of all races, genders and ages applauded the Springboks for winning 12-11 over the Kiwis. It wasn't always this way, recalls supporter Dick Kubana. The 54-year-old says rugby was considered a white sport during apartheid 
and the Springboks face sanctions globally. The national team like Springboks was not for everyone in this county. It was only for like a tiny minority of the county. So no one gave a damn about the Springboks. It's only now, you know, obviously that we're taking pride in the Springboks. The team got their first black captain, Sia Colisi, in 2018, who is now a national icon. For NPR News, I'm Kate Bartlett in Johannesburg. The Arizona Diamondbacks have even Major League Baseball's World Series at one game apiece. Arizona beat the Texas Rangers 9-1 to last night. Game 3 is tomorrow night. I'm Giles Snyder, NPR News. Support for NPR comes from NPR stations. Other contributors include Renewal by Anderson, supporter of the American Cancer Society. Information about Renewal by Anderson's October campaign to help defeat cancer is at RenewalByAndersonCares.com. Your news, your views, your values. This is WMNF Tampa 88.5 FM. Hi, this is Mitch Perry, reporter with the Florida Phoenix and one of the co-hosts of the new public affairs show here on WMNF called The Skinny, where we give you the real straight deal. I'll be joined every Friday morning at 11 a.m. with my co-hosts, Ben Montgomery and Ray Roa, editor-in-chief with Creative Loafing, as we get in-depth on some of the biggest stories happening in the Tampa Bay area and Florida. That's this and every Friday at 11 a.m. wish that you could time travel? Well, with WMNF, you can. To listen back to your favorite shows, just go to WMNF.org or the WMNF app. Click on the broadcast schedule under programming and boom, time travel. Go to any show to hear the latest and greatest at any time. It's like DVR, but for your radio, where music, news, and culture collide. WMNF.org and the WMNF app. Tune to the 74. I'm here on WMF Radio 88.5 FM with Walter L. Smith II and yours truly, Patro Mabili. And you are calling in. Walter, they're calling. The number to call is 813-239-9663. Or you can write us, DJ at WNF.org. We're just talking about the state of the world. Caller, can you hear us? Caller, you there? Are you on the air? Can you hear us? I don't think they can hear us. Okay, all right. Maybe they moved on. Try calling back. Caller, call 813-239-9663. Go ahead, caller. You're on the Sunday Forum. Good morning. Uh, Chris Steiner here. Can you read me? Yes. All right. Well, uh, you know... um. I think it's, uh, we need to be cautious to not repeat what the government says. But first off, you know, to, to diffuse the situation, start to be, uh, work on local solutions so that you're not being robbed of your wealth and, and uh, you know, at least uh, starving so many others. Uh, before it starves you, work on things like uh, work with people through things like community, currency, time banks, barter networks, cooperatives, watch shops, and community gardens to help strengthen your own community. If you're worried about uh, not having a bomb shelter, then get your community together. Strengthen it first. You can't wait on politicians to uh, reform things. And, um, Walter, uh, it's your show. Uh, I just uh, hope that you're allowed to keep your word and have a truly uh, civil discussion. And uh, have a give and take with me, like other callers with Mobility decided to cut me off after making just one statement. Um, Senator Joe Biden said, I don't believe you have to be a Jew to be a Zionist, and I am a Zionist. That's a quote you can find online. Um, I don't know what his body double is saying these days, because, uh, you know, if you notice that his body double uh, looks similar, but uh, check out his earlobes. One has attached earlobes, and one doesn't have attached earlobes. Oh, my God. He's being funny, right? That's a joke, right? 
No, I'm saying look at it online. And, okay, uh, online. Pointing out that if people you know, on the international stage don't point these out, point this out, then, well, perhaps it's a contrived controversy when it comes to arms conflict. And uh, also surveillance soldiers. There are two surveillance soldiers that are reported in the Times of Israel as trying, they're survivors of the massacre. Uh, they're trying to warn in advance what was happening. They were told to not worry about drill, apparent drills that were going on, that uh, they're just farmers. And uh, they're outraged. Um, there's the Egyptian government's intelligence warning as well that went unheeded. Uh, the Iron Dome that was shut down for six hours. So, you know, our governments, these governments do these things, these have these false flags, and they do it as, you know, as a lame excuse to rob us of our rights or, and to go to war. And, uh, you know, whether they made it happen or let it happen, that's the my hop or my hop theory, doesn't make any difference. The results is the same. Um, you know, biblical prophecy, people think is unfolding now that those who think that we they have to support Israel at all costs, they should be made aware that the Torah says that the Messiah must come before the return of Israel. And you check out a site called truetorahjews.org, among others, that talk about that. Let me, uh, let, me, let, me, let, me, let me just say this. I think uh, one of the things, that's, that's a very good point you made there. Very good point. Uh, I, I once had a debate, and, and I just couldn't help myself. Really, I was... I was in I was in Sunday school, <laughs> and I I did not I, I was not a fan of what happened in the 1940s. I just wasn't. And there's nothing you can tell me that can make me understand why that was the appropriate thing to do, and how that was all pulled together by European colonizers who went there and established this whole thing. Right? It's the same thing they did in Africa. And it didn't turn out well, right? It was it was inappropriate. It it it, and I don't see it as being something that was that uh, you know. It wasn't anything that I was that I would personally support, and I didn't see it as being biblical. But there were people out there who were who were so dead set on saying, you know, this is biblical, this is biblical, and I, I got to say, Chris, you know, and I and I agree with that point. That it is not. I, I just, I just don't. You can't make me believe it. Not when, not when you're doing, not when this type of thing is happening. Not when this is the result. You just can't make me believe that, right? Um, so, uh, uh, thank you for bringing that point up, Chris. Um, because I, I tell you right now, I had a very difficult time. I still have a very difficult time dealing with it when somebody says, "Oh, this is, this is somehow biblical." You have to show me where that's the case. I'm sorry. When 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 this is allowed to happen, when this is made to happen, when it was created by an outside body, like 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 it was created by Euro by, by European colonizers. I don't understand how it is that that's okay. No, the the Bible has been used as a justification for it all. So don't don't buy into it. This comes from the great age of propaganda, you know, the classical time when we started writing everything down and propaganda was the name of the game. So, you know, it's been going on ever since. Do you remember a couple of weeks ago they were asking the question, uh, ask your man, when's the last time or how often does he think of the Roman Empire? (laughs) And surprisingly so, a few men say, oh, quite a bit. So, uh, you know, this is because this is when (laughs) they, you know, the the whole propagandizing process began. We began writing things down and it it became important to, to have a narrative that you wanted everybody to believe, you know, right. so you right. can control hearts and minds. And uh, I think that that's all still with us. We got some more callers and lots of callers All right, let's on get the some line. callers Go ahead, call and then we'll, we'll take a break and get down to this mandrill, baby. Hello, good morning, gentlemen. Simon from Lakeland. Simon from Lakeland. How you doing, Simon? Good, how are you? Um, <clears throat> two weeks ago, you talked about Anwar Sadat. I might be a little hoarse. I was up till four o'clock at a Halloween party. 
Um, <clears throat> you talked about Anwar Sadat. You have a big air in history, Walter. 1962, you mentioned that he had died. <clears throat> That's a huge No, not, not that he died. No, I didn't say that he died. Well, you mentioned 1962. Right. But, okay, which is... <clears throat> anyway, it was 1981 he died, and you had the wait till uh, the Yom Kippur War. As far as Chris, he's talking about the Naturi Qatar, which is a group of Hasidic Jews <clears throat> that are <clears throat> very anti-Israel. They're a very fringe group. As far as, I mean, there's so much to talk about. As far as peace, <clears throat> Israel's made peace with Egypt and Jordan. As far as treating people peacefully, I want you to think about going to a peace concert and having peaceniks kill radio right now. Um, as far as treating people with kindness, Israel treated Cy Erekat, who's the po- spokesperson for the PLO who was against the state of Israel. He was treated in Israel's hospital before he came to the United States for a double lung transplant. They were treating him. As far as the co-founder of Hamas, Ishmael Hamina, Israel's hospitals were treating his niece with bone marrow treatment, who was dying of cancer. They treated his mother-in-law in the hospitals. They treated his daughter in Israeli hospitals. They were treating co-founders, a co-founder of Hamas, who would not recognize the existence of Israel. No one talks about that. Why? Because when you look at the conflict, which you look at very myoptically, colonizer, colonizer. I'm not talking biblical. I'm not talking as far as the Bible. I'll discuss the issue with anyone listening or you as far as the secular part of Israel. It was not developed because of the Holocaust. You have to go back and read Egypt and Muhammad Ali in the early 19th century. I'm not going to get into the history of it, but I want to ask you, just think of the, just think of this, Walter. What culture, what society would allow their women to be taken and raped and sodomized? and taken back to their own people and shown as a trophy and spoils of war. Think of your wife. Think of your daughters out there. What, what society would allow that? And don't tell me that was a buildup of oppression. Are you telling me that if the Amish lived in Gaza, are you telling me that why didn't Egypt in 48 to 67, give the Palestinian Arabs a state, read about the United Arab Republic. Why didn't Jordan give them a state? Should Israel fight this war like Arab and Muslims fight each other? Yeah. The Hama massacre, the Damore massacre, Black September. Should, he, should Israel fight this war? Like Rwanda, the Hutus and the Tutsis, where they used machetes, 800,000, that's personal. When you chop someone up with a machete. Yeah, weird. In your face, chop them up with a machete. Now, the, the issue here is, this is a religious war, and no one will say it. Not on the behalf of Israel, on the behalf of the Islamists. For both. It's religious for both. 
I'll tell you why, Mobile, you're wrong. <clears throat> because <laughs> if there was peace, and I asked the Jewish scholar who, you know, the left always parades out the Jewish scholar who's anti-Israel. I asked them, I said, if, the, if, if you want peace and equality of religion, could the Jews pray on their holiest site at Temple Mount? Could the Jews rebuild the temple? Absolutely not. You know what he said? The status quo must be maintained. Why is that? You know why? Because terror wins. No. People are afraid. Terror wins. You can't have a Jew. They will not recognize the existence of a Jewish state. That's why the negotiations were not just recognize Israel as a state. Who, who, who? Will, will not will not recognize Hamas Israel. will not recognize oh Hamas, Hamas. <laughs> okay okay so that no 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 hold on hold on for a second hold on a second see that's see you you refer you just made a, a point just now and and that that it, 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 that where you made a point of saying that I was myopic in my view of this whole thing I'm far from myopic my friend far from myopic especially considering the fact that my commentaries have been critical of both Hamas and the Israeli government. I don't like to see anybody go through what these people are going through. These are innocents. The, in, the innocents don't, don't deserve to go through what they're going through. They don't. Is it religious? Yes, it is. They're, they're religious. They're religious. Uh, is he still on? Okay. They're religious. Um, uh, bodies on both sides who have made their point that actually I've, I've heard I've heard them say things that made me absolutely sick absolutely ill so my what you call myopic is far from myopic my friend far from myopic um, because to, to be myopic would be one would mean that I'll be in one-sided in my view of what's happening and I'm not one-sided about anything I have tunnel vision. Nor do I have tunnel vision. I'm seeing very clearly what I've stated are the facts of what happened in the 1940s. What, I, what, what I've stated are facts. And what I'm stating right now in terms of religion is a fact. Uh, what you stated is not a fact. There are people who are doing this for religious reasons and people who are doing it for, for secular reasons. Okay? So, there, so when, when we start talking about um, these issue of where we are right now and what's happening right now in Israel um, and, and in that area, you know, you start talking about, um, you know, you, you start naming people who were from Palestine, or I'm sorry, who are Hamas relatives, relatives of people from Hamas. Okay, so what? Big deal. They're relatives of people from, from Hamas. Are they members of Hamas? We don't know. I don't know that. And I don't think that you know that either. They're Perhaps. the co-founder of Hamas. I'm sorry? They are the co-founder of Hamas. No, no, but the people that you named that were treated. That's the co-founder, Ishmael Hanina. His, his niece, his mother-in-law. Okay, so his, his niece, father, his mother, his niece. No, no, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Is his niece a member of Hamas? He's gone. We got to go to the next caller because there's four callers hanging on. And he's, uh, it's not unusual for them to get hospital treatment. I mean, it's not completely inhumane to live in Israel. Nobody's suggesting that they're completely oh, inhumane. Man, on, man. The fact of the matter is people have to be, have to have care and they get care. And that doesn't they preclude the fact care. that these are religious wars that have been going on for centuries. And me personally, I'm tired of it. You know, come go on, ahead, man. call it. You're on the Sunday forum. Hello, hello. Hey, we got to snuff the predators, or this insanity is just going to go on until the end of the earth, which is not going to be that far away the way it's going. Anyway, good luck, y'all. Figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, man. Go ahead, call it. You're on the Sunday forum. What's the state oh. of the world? Go ahead, caller. I don't guess they want to talk. Hello. Yes, Hello. go ahead. 
Oh, is that me? Yes, it is. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> I, you know, I was just thinking, you guys are talking about war a lot, and I wanted to say that um, it. I started to think about uh, a system of a down song from who who knows how long ago. Like, but you know, you're, you're talking centuries, and so I think twenty years isn't that bad. Um, the song's called War. I think question mark. And mm-hmm. the line in the song is beliefs are the bullets of the wicked. Um, and, and that's, that's basically how I feel about this situation. I can see the multiple angles and all that kind of stuff. Um, I was going to do a whole bit about this. I just want to say like, I, I love that you're saying it and, um, capitalism is a zero sum game. We are like, nobody, like someone wins. Someone loses, and um, an equitable world is one in which we like reject that philosophy. Um, so you know, mm-hmm. I guess thank you for promoting that. <laughs> thank and, you. Yeah. Thank you, man. It, you know, you know, um, uh, interesting, the interesting point that was was made to me. Um, that there would be, you know, we, we look at both at both sides, right, and. You gotta gotta point out the fact that if forty seven forty eight didn't happen, there is no Hamas. If yeah, I mean because forty eight doesn't happen, Ham- there is no Hamas. Yeah, you're talking about because Hamas created was created out of this out of the blood brotherhood, that, the Muslim blood brotherhood, the Muslim brotherhood, and right. that people were displaced exactly, and that gave them the political. Uh, they gave them a platform. They yeah. gave them the, the the reason to exist, the fuel to exist, and so there. And and so, does it does it justify their existence? No, it does not. But but what it what it does is it explains their existence. It and, explains it, and plus it keeps them there as a tool for right. somebody to use, utilize whenever they need to destabilize things right. in the Middle East. And I mean, that's clearly what is happening in this, because as we say, we could talk about the historical perspective, but let's talk about what we were trying to, what we're about to see being achieved just before this happened. We were seeing detente between Israel and other Arab nations, right. led by Saudi Arabia, but Iran doesn't want that to happen. Absolutely not. They're, they're two proxy regional power sh- powerhouses that are at a proxy war with one another, and they use other players in the Middle East to carry out the war. There are some other players involved, without question. Um, let's, we're going to go back to the calls. Let's go back to these calls real quick, then we're going to... All right, caller. 813-239-9663. Call in. We want to hear from you today. Caller. Uh, I'd like to continue the conversation, Walter, with you. And uh, this is Chris Steiner. Once again, I agree with Simon. It is horrific. It's also a good reason to stop funding both sides, stop sending any more funds to either Israel or Palestine. Um, I find it astounding that after the USS Liberty was attacked by Israel in 1967, they tried to sink the ship, uh, that uh, that hasn't been cause enough. Also, the 9-11, if you look at the dancing Israelis who were, intercept, who were arrested after filming the, the um, World Trade Centers being attacked, and then they were released, and the IDF soldiers uh, went back to Israel and admitted that uh, they were there to film it. Well, how would they know in advance that the World Trade Center came to, was going to come down? I would recommend folks uh, look into this more by the research of Christopher Bolin, Christopher Bolin, B-O-L-L-I-N. Um, also, we should not uh, so quickly just repeat on a community-sponsored station that should be questioning the official narrative, uh, repeat the official uh, narrative of blaming Iran and uh, as a lame excuse to World War Three, a nuclear World War Three, and also to seize cryptocurrency, which would make way for the Federal Reserve's central bank digital currency, and uh, also the right to bear arms. I think is affirmed by the Israel's National Security Minister Itamar Ben Gvir, who wants to change the Israeli laws to allow the citizens to bear arms. Uh, I encourage folks to check out the Israel tab, the Israel tab on whatreallyhappened.com. And uh, if you don't think it might have been an inside job, look at the 
medical apartheid state of Israel occupied by Pfizer, where they mandate folks to take the COVID shots. That's fascism to force a liability-free product onto a whole population at the expense of their health, according to Israel's own data. So, 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 um, we appreciate this, man. We, we got, we gotta, we gotta move on to another call, man. Um, call it. Yeah, it's a call. Hey, call it. Good morning. Good morning. What's going on, man? Hey, top of the morning to you guys. Salute, salute, salute. All right, bro. You know, yeah, I missed most of the show, but I heard a little bit in the communication I heard was the same old rhetoric that I always hear. Basically, you know, we're dealing with other people's problems that even though they're serious, we have most serious problems, and ours never ending. So when they with these pop-up problems, it's like we got to stop what we're doing and listen to this and go through this and go through that, but it, it ain't helping us any. But we have <laughs> other people a lot. So they need to think about that when they be jumping up and down on our backs and and all that because we've been done the worst, man. I was saw something the other day. I said this with you briefly. Get off about Nicaragua. I believe it was Nicaragua in the Caribbean, the only one revolted against British rulership. And the dudes who did it in one day announcing that they would be self-sufficient and all that, they came in and killed all of them overnight. And they were African-American people. See what I'm saying? And they, they claimed the African hood because they were saying they were just working for nothing. They work all day. They couldn't even buy food and all that. And that's where we at, man. We've been there. So, I mean, we can buy all this stuff and look like this here, but the reality is, we're not moving the needle. We need to move the needle. And that means that it's going to take a whole bunch of cooperation from us as a unit, unified front. Because the, And then the other thing was they was uh, getting votes. Like, uh, we would not vote for any party. I heard Sister Connie them say this before. Unless they be coming to meet some of our demands or needs and some of this, you know, uh, stuff that they've been doing to us, especially economically. That's my big issue. You know, they do a lot of uh, negative stuff by labeling our kids and labeling us with some old trap type of uh, criminal, criminological uh, uh, procedures that we go through. But the economic thing is the biggest one, and that's what they came and did to Nicaragua. They took their economics. They got a guy that actually invented a, a bug trap made out of just natural wood and stuff. It was awesome, that little documentary. But, um, yeah, stuff like that I'm interested in because I like to see how uh, the colonialism has affected people all over the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know, think you make just, a good point, Walter. You know, who stands in solidarity with us? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Hell, that's what they were saying in Nicaragua. They said, just leave us alone. We go for self. <laughs> don't come in here. And then when they say, start saying it and say they didn't want them because the people who was running the government was taking all the money, just like they're doing over here. See, that's what I'm saying. There's a correlation there because it's, it's in the government. And it's, I'm not saying which parts, but it's local government for sure. I Take think capital money. takes the money here. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> man. Big, um, big bank take little bank. Yeah, <laughs> and, and and let's and let's keep in mind. That I want I want to keep in mind a couple of things. Um, historically speaking, when it comes down to us and who st- who stood in solidarity with us uh, over time, we look at Angela Davis and what happened with Angela Davis. Palestinian um, people stood with Angela Davis, and you had. Um, uh, Jewish people, not necessarily not necessarily Israelis, but Jewish people that stood with Angela Davis as well as right. Palestinians that stood with them, uh, mm-hmm. with her, uh, and with the movements of the time, uh, li- liberation movements at the time, especially um, especially <laughs> the PLO uh, was was certainly certainly voiced their their uh, solidarity with that. Um, and then, of course, there were um, there have been some some other issues in terms of BLM, Black Lives Matter, and when um, when everything happened, that was a universal a universal You're right. That's true. support that was that was for not necessarily us, but also a um, uh, a solidarity movement that was basically created because of what people were going through in that region. And I think that uh, we have to be very careful when we say when we when we make those types of um, um, blanket statements about no. who who stand you know who we who we who's been in solidarity with us or who stood for us over time. Uh, right. However, also, go, go ahead, go ahead, please. No, I was just saying you're correct. I, I agree with you, and and I'm glad you pointed that out because I was not stereocasting anyone. 
Oh no, no, I understand that. I understand that. I, you know, I, I, I do know, do coming yeah. from uh, for coming from our media standpoint, that's how I do it. Mm-hmm. From my media standpoint, you come from your yeah. media. Here's my media. I understand. Okay, so we get together on the media, then we can do something. But you can't just keep overshadowing me. Can't keep shoving me back backwards. You can't keep pushing me back to the back door and come out, come up again, and right. come back again, and you can make it. And my life's already over with that. What you talking about? Right. See? right, right. So, so any other conversation to me, I heard other people say this in the past. I, I, I mean, you know, I have my empathy and all that, but man, my shoes and my hands are full. I know. I understand that, brother. I definitely <laughs> understand that. That's for sure. Yes, sir. Hey, man, I appreciate you, brother. Thank you, Ron. Thank you more. Keep All right. More. Yeah. All right, man. Hey, man, listen, we got to get some of that man drill. Fence walk. <laughs> we got, do we have fence walk up? Fence walk. No, Fat City Strut. Let's see. We'll get it up. All right, we're going to get it up. We're going to get it up. In the meantime, let's hear what's on these callers. All right, caller, go ahead. You're on the Sunday Forum. Hi, gentlemen. Simon, real quick, I, you cut me off. I wanted to make one point. Oh, okay, today. okay, okay. Okay, just one point um, that no one's talked about. Why did this happen? Is this a security issue that failed? The uh, amount at Eretz Crossing is where the uh, people from Hamas came in. Israel had issued anywhere between 15,000 to 2,000 work permits in Gaza for Palestinian Arabs come into Israel and have work permits. <clears throat> they were making three, four times in Israel what they were making in Gaza. Now, what you have heard on the radio and on uh, and what you've read is that <clears throat> the Hamas fighters who were killed in the kibbutzim, their bodies had maps on them. Their bodies had names on them. Their bodies had structure, infrastructure. How do you know? How do you know all this? It's been written through the mainstream New York Times. Uh, it's been written by. Uh, it's been discussed in CNN. They haven't discussed how these people were issued permits. They were issued work permits. These are people issued work permits. In essence were a Trojan horse because they knew the infrastructure of the kibbutzim. They knew the names. They, they, you can, I, I'm not going to say Google it because I, I don't like that phrase. Right. But, but you, you need to really enlighten yourself and inform yourself and, and read a little bit more than just a, a tunnel vision. You can read about the fact that these Hamas fighters. Well, why do you think that everybody else has tunnel vision? Yeah, man. Well, yeah, let's 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 not make that assertion that I'm thinking on tunnel vision with tunnel visioning. You're thinking with this with this broad, you know, knowledge of everything that's going on. That's not that's not a fair dialogue, man. That's, that's just not okay. Um, yeah, you know, he knows everything and nobody yeah, else man, knows nothing. On, you have all of the true facts and everybody else has a bunch come of lies. Man. It's nah, just some music. Nah, nah. <laughs> that, that shuts me down right off, off the bat. What, am I dumb or something? I mean, yeah. You know what I'm saying? What That's is that? the implication. Yeah. yeah. Got more calls coming in. <laughs> Mandrill.
sounds of Mandrill. Hey, jamming. What? That's <laughs> fence walking. Yeah. Fence walk. Appropriately played and <laughs> <laughs> appropriately played and named for the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, post you know, in the 1970s. Yeah. Hey man. Hard beat. Hard beat. Hard beat. Yeah, it's quintessential 70s sound. <laughs> oh man. And you know, I think we're gonna do a show about that, about that issue, about funk music and what and, and what it actually meant. What it means. Right? Because it 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 it, it it's a liberation. It literally is a liberation music. Right, mm-hmm. and so many people contributed to it, and there's so many songs that that uh, that meant a lot to people. And we talk about women's women's liberation, and we talk about black liberation, and we talk about red liberation. Um, you know, th- I mean, there was a group called what Redbone. Remember that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That they were they were a native uh, a native group. You know, and people don't realize that that's who was singing the, the song at the time. Um, but you know, these are things that that we need to know about. So we're gonna we're gonna cover that, man. We're gonna go over that one day. I'm, I'm gonna enjoy that, man. <laughs> I'm gonna enjoy that. You know that. And we got a call on the line. Call in eight one three two three nine nine six six three. We're we're having a heated discussion regarding this this what's happening in in um, in Israel. Especially there, but especially there, but everywhere, you know, it's like, you know, man, you know, man's inhumanity to man, dude. Yeah, it's just. And right now, there's a lot of desperate people. The UN agency says thousands of people have broken into the aid warehouses in Gaza to take flour and basic hygiene products. That's desperation. People are just, you know, it's a sign of growing desperation. Collective. Go ahead, caller. Okay. Well, hey, I want to thank you for having this great discussion, and it kind of reminds me. A lot of this discussion reminds me of magicians attempting to distract us from what's happening before our very eyes. And there's a lot of things to mention. I'll just cover them very briefly, very, very concisely. First, what we all have to remember is that in Gaza right now, every bomb that falls and blasts apart a family and blasts apart a hospital and every jet that, 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 that strafes, each one of those is stamped made in the USA. The USA sends roughly you know, $5 billion in, in funding to Israel every year for their for their war effort. Now, second thing I want to say is that regarding, and I, I appreciate uh, what, what Mabili just said to the last caller. The last caller was talking about all these atrocities that were happening, and Mabili asked, well, how do you know? And what we have to realize is what Israel knows is this war is not going to be won on the ground in Gaza. It's won on the shows of ABC CBS and NBC, where they can say, look at these huge atrocities that have been inflicted on us. That justifies anything we, we want to do in the future. A third thing I want to say is that uh, regarding uh, the, um, uh, oh, and by the way, in, in regarding all this funding, if Israel is such a great country, how come it can't stand on its own? How come America has to give it $5 billion a year? Third thing I'd like to say is that uh, regarding like governments like Jordan and Egypt and Saudi Arabia, and you, you fellows know this better than anybody, the basic strategy of any colonizer, any, any imperialistic power, is to divide and conquer. You buy off the natives and you pit them against each other. So Jordan was pitted, was pitted against the Palestinians in 47-48. Egypt was bought off by the Americans in, 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 the, uh, in, the, in, the, in the Sinai Accords. Since then, Egypt's been receiving like $2, 3000000000 billion a year. We bought them off. And in terms of Saudi Arabia recently and others, the U.S. is trying to buy them off. That was Trump and the Abraham Accords. And so... You know, my final point is, why is it America? Why is America sending Israel five billion a year, Egypt two, three billion a year, buying off these all, all these other countries? Why is it our obligation to be funding everybody in the Middle East? You know, wh- this is this is a form of madness. Why are we doing this? Uh, they say we're the indispensable nation, right? <laughs> right, right. That's that's a good question, man. I mean, uh, um, yeah, why, when, why when I think about how much we spend on in doing that. And the amount of things that, that are happening in our own country that we need to what rectify. We, what, what if we took that $5 billion a year that we're spending in Israel and spent it on roads 
and healthcare right. in, in, in America. I mean, one one of the, the advantages of living in Israel is that you have universal healthcare in Israel. Well, why? Because America pays for it. You know, we 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 we, we pay for it. we give them all this money, which allows them to to, to fund themselves, living a lavish lifestyle. So, well, you know, it's interesting you say that because a point was made this weekend that that uh, you know. Huh. Like you were saying, for every bomb that's dropped, every you know bullet that's shot, and so forth, mm-hmm. um, it is stamped, you know, made in the USA. Mm-hmm. But I think you know one of the things that you know, and, and that goes right along with that, is the fact that um, that's our tax money. Yeah, and, and it's even worse than that. Really, <laughs> it's really that's- going to do that. I mean, like. It's not only us funding the Israelis for all their, their weapons, their F-16s, the Iron Dome, you know, all the, all the Patriot missile system, et cetera, but we are actually over there fighting now. We're, you know, we, we've sent two carrier strike forces. Now, are they actively fighting? We're not really sure, you know, but, 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 but just, just their presence in the region, you know, we're, we're actively engaged in this conflict. Right. Well, so, Syria and Iraq, yeah, there's their their forces well, still in Iraq and their forces in Syria. Yeah, and, and which begs the question: What are we? At, you know, we're sending forces to protect our forces in Syria. What are we doing in Syria? You know, why is America fighting in Syria? You know, why, why, why is that happening? And uh, and I I, I I don't know the extent of our involvement. And in, well, certainly we've got the the global war on terror, which is involved in something like eighty three countries. So we're probably in Libya. Yemen, everywhere else, you know, but, but the, the, I guess the big question is, is we are, we have to realize that America is not just funding, but we're actively participating in this war. We sent those carrier strike groups to deter Iran, to deter, to deter Hezbollah, you know, and, so, and, and that, that's part of warfare. Deterrence is part of warfare when you get involved with it. And we're likely, I mean, it's not likely, but it's a possibility that America might get drawn in this, this whole, in this war, and we might have a big war, and why? You know, yeah, but who benefit? Who do you think benefits from all of this? Because, it, it, like I said, that was the mm-hmm. Joe Biden administration was calling itself pivoting to Asia and trying to get some daytime between the Arab states and Israel led by Saudi Arabia so that the United States could start washing its hands of the region. So well, well, who benefits well, well, from well, keeping yeah, the United yeah. States engaged and involved in, in hot warfare over there? Well, well, Billy, with all due respect, I mean, that's kind of a broad question, and we can get far afield. I will say this, <laughs> that in the midst of a presidential campaign, a presidential election, you see both candidates, the Democratic, likely Democratic candidate Biden and, you know, people like you know, like uh, like DeSantis, bending over backwards to, to show their unyielding support for Israel and probably in an effort to get a lot of campaign money. You know, so I think there is that, you know, so that's that's one one party that benefits from this. I mean, so, but I think... You know, if you're, you want to look on the broader perspective, I mean, sure, there's you know all kinds of people that benefit, but mainly it's, uh, I you know, I would and Noam Chomsky would say, well, it's all about oil, but and others would say it's all about an imperialistic hegemony. You know, it's, it's our attempt to to dominate the Middle East. Uh, and, I think, I, and that's all kind of beyond me. I mean, you know, we, yeah. we could have all kinds of theories about that. Right. I just think Russia and China stands to benefit. Well, Russia. So. You now you say Russia's. Russia and China, but especially Russia, because they have been gathering together these players in the in, in the heat of all of this, yeah. you know, to try to gain influence over it all. And I think to distract the West you know, with a hot war in the Middle East, you know, because Russia is always engaged in the Middle East. It's quite as it kept. It, it had this war, 10 year war with Afghanistan. And uh, it was in Syria when we, you know, back in 2014. And it's still it's still playing a, a regional role to try to gain influence, probably to keep the West distracted from its own hot war in Ukraine. But well, I might, yeah, yeah I might, I might, you know, and I, I think that's a deep subject. And perhaps Russia and China are benefiting from this, but I don't think uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm skeptical of the idea that Russia and China fomented and 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 led Hamas into this. As a way of benefiting, I think that you know the, the, the consequences are too are too chaotic and, and difficult to foretell. Well, I mean, I, I, I led them into it, but certainly, certainly at this particular point, there's an oppor- there's a propaganda opportunity mm-hmm. on the, um, uh, with this happening. You know, you kind of watch for um, my grandmother used to say, uh, uh, "Demons look for any window to get 
<laughs> exactly. And, you know, they, they're looking for That's any possibility to get in there and and put out propaganda they're famous for that that's the, that's what they do and yeah. that's how the but he's right it's a larger discussion and but yeah. it needs to be had because like i said there was a whole different agenda afoot until october the 7th right right and we, we need not think locally by the way we need not think that this is not going to affect us it's not going to touch us in some way we need not think that so we need to arm, we need to arm ourselves with knowledge about it uh caller and of course, there are no Joe uh, Joe Biden body doubles. No, but go ahead, yeah, caller. Yeah, yeah. Not that I know. I ain't. Might be some Putin body doubles, but not yeah, Joe. Right. Biden. Just, um, hello, hello. It's uh, it's Billy. Um, I just wanted to holler at the the um, the Billy fan club, man. I just wanted to make sure <laughs> I got a call. But listen, uh, the thing. Um, I think people need to pay, look at go back to September the third, okay? September the third in 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 Israel, you got uh, Minister Ben Gavir, all right? Ben Gavir and Netanyahu signed an order to deport all, all, all Africans. Pull something. Just, I mean, uh, it, 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 there was, you know, they had been uh, having issues for even the, those who were Jewish, the, then uh, from Ethiopia, uh, they wanted to deport. So why are we involved? Why? Why is? We, I mean, this kind of. Why does the whole truth come? I mean, I just this this Netanyahu. Government has been a disaster for, for the world, a disaster for Israel. Now, why are we coming to his as to his his aid? Why is more of this come out? I mean, this is so simple. I mean, with, this, with the incompetence of this of this guy trying to remove the judiciary, and we're going to run his own judiciary, and we're going to run to his aid. Yeah, I mean. And he, and he says, well, there really no two-state solution when there was, and, and he funded. And there's an article by Kaya uh, Schindler, Schindler, yeah. <laughs> and thing called Israeli Times, uh, Times of Israel. They talked about uh, uh, Hamas and his relationship of funding uh, uh, Netanyahu's relationship in funding Hamas. I mean, I mean, we, you know, we just don't, we, you know, when you're not woke and not paying attention to history, you know, these are the kind of things that we traps that we we fall into. The problem is, is Netanyahu. And this guy is and Ben Kavir. Pull these names up, someone, and read what they say. About uh, about people, you know, and people of color, you know, who who are in the army, in the Israeli army. It's just, look what these guys say. I mean, come on. All right, that's all I have to say. And uh, you know, I wanted to get my comment in, you know, uh, today. Okay. Well, thanks, man. You I'm know, it, um, really, there, there's something to to be said for the the amount of violence that we're seeing. Uh, and it's like, you know, in, in the classroom, uh, there's, a, there's a troubled child, right? That is seen as a bad, this, this bad child, right? But there's an influence on that child, something that's caused that child to be what it's become. The, the, the child's become um, where he or she goes around hitting every child in the classroom, violent with every it's child. This is hyperactivity disorder. Well, you know, they're doing too much. I'm <laughs> saying <laughs> you're doing too much. Sit your behind down somewhere, take just, several seats. Like I'm like you know, listen, point. yeah, you know, listen, man. I look at, 
you know, and I, I'm I'm very careful with 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 my words because people like to think that you're myopic <laughs> in your viewpoints. Mm-hmm. Um, because I don't want anybody thinking I'm myopic because I'm not. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna take a I'm gonna take a broader stroke on this, okay? There's something wrong when, you know, you you you're beating up on you know they they're, they're whooping up on Israel's whooping up on Palestine uh, on Palestinians, right? Mm-hmm. And then you have Hamas. Notice the distinction, not Palestinians, but Hamas that's going up there and you know taking pot shots at. Israel. Uh, so there's this thing between them. Then I th- I look at this at this new the new reports that are coming out, and I'm finding out you know I've, and we've known this for quite some time because we reported on this on this show. As I was concerned with the violence that was going on against black people in in Israel. In 1994, there was a plane I watched. And I, I've, I've said this many times before. I watched as they turned a plane full of Ethiopians back and told them they had to go back to Ethiopia. Yeah, I mean, the black Jews are, are considered third-class citizens right. when they are in Israel at times. So there's a problem with with international Jewry ex- accepting these Fulani, especially Jews, the black Jews from Ethiopia. Well, well what's, what's the problem? You know, what, what, okay, so, so, so what? <laughs> so what? Mm-hmm. And, you know, the more the merrier, you, man. You know, so, 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 so here, so here's another issue. I'm looking at, you know, people in full. I'm not talking about snippets of, of video. I'm talking about an entire video scene. I watched an entire parliamentary session where all they talked about was. Racism and how racist that if, if I'm going to be racist against them, referring to Africans, I'm going to be racist against Africans because th- if that's if that's what it is, then I'm just a racist. Right. I mean, but that's not we're talking about a right wing government, and that's a feature of the right wing is this sort of bifurcation, this this racism, uh, sterilization of Ethiopian women, uh, of of you know, uh. uh Burning down tents and um, uh, 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 beating on people and carrying on in the streets, you know, and then so, and somebody somewhere is going to come up and say, "Oh, well, you just you 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 uh you you you're just imagining this." I'm not imagining the damn <laughs> thing. I'm I'm still been looking at the video of people wearing an Israeli flag and beating up on people and and, and you know and making the cut across the throat thing. You know, sign and and I'm looking at this stuff. I'm I'm not imagining the damn thing. Right. I mean, we have undying support for Israel out of the leaders in the United States because of the long history of oppression that Jews have faced in Israel. So where else where they live? I mean, we talk about going all the way back to the to the Crusades. So why do that? So if, yeah. if this type of oppression has happened to you, why would you want to do the same thing to somebody else, man? We got to do better. We got to do better on this earth. There's something wrong. There's <laughs> yeah. something wrong. Hey, man, listen, I want to thank everybody for joining us for the Sunday Forum. And as always, from my voice to the radio waves to the hearts and the minds of all of you, we love you. And there's another thing you can do about it here on the Sunday Forum. Next is a postmodern hootenanny right here on WMNF 88.5 Tampa. This is Sal.